And welcome in, everybody. Time for your TrojanSports.com preview podcast, October 26, 2016. I am Chris Morales. So we record this in the evening, getting you ready for Thursday night's game. Tomorrow night, yes, USC Cal. The Cal Bears are coming to the Coliseum where they have not won in quite a long time. So we are going to uh, run down the game, get you set. We've got the Chris Watson prediction and Skilo up ahead. Sean Salisbury, the QB, going to join us. Plus Trace Travers, publisher of GoldenBearReport.com, the Cal Rival site. We're going to get his perspective. Cal, of course, just coming off a last Friday night, a big win, 52-49, double uh, overtime, excuse me, up in the Bay Area. They hosted Oregon, which USC, of course, is going to face Oregon next week. Saturday, November 5th, and then, of course, after that, we uh, head up to Seattle and face those Washington Huskies and, of course, then UCLA, Notre Dame. We are excited. The Clay Helton era has uh, turned the corner, as we know, as we've talked about a lot on the show, as Chris and Adam have broken down in the message board show. We're excited about it. And next up, Cal, the Cal Bears. And plus, I think i got to ask Trace Travers about Jared Goff and this Jared Goff situation. I know, I know it's a USC show, but, of course, many of you follow the NFL. Many of you love the NFL. Many of you are wondering what we're wondering here in L.A., why Jeff Fisher hasn't put in Jared Goff. Trey saw Jared Goff for many years up there at Cal, so we'll ask him. We might even ask him about that. All right, let's get right to it. Let's dial up the satellite phone and bring up the QB, Sean Salisbury. All right, now on our preview podcast leading into the Cal game tomorrow night, Thursday night, the one and only, the QB, Sean Salisbury. Sal's the last time we spoke, it seemed like we were ready for a new head coach, a new quarterback. We got one of the two. And he seems to be yep. pretty good. Yep. And and remember when we talked to Chris, not only on the air but off the air about you know, while I, I I like Max Brown and he's a you know, a good player and probably was the quarterback at a time when things just weren't rolling well. But it's not by mistake and it's not a mystery that that position as we know college, high school, NFL everywhere you go now, we are in quarterback leagues, that that guy's gotta be explosive and we talked about how while Max is the veteran and been there longer that Sam Darnold was probably the more explosive player and he just plays with so much confidence and energy and that doesn't mean Max isn't good it just means the other guy's better and sometimes in life there's somebody who is better and Sam Darnold's a, a guy who can buy time with his feet throws the ball on time just looks uh, sadly for Max he just looks a little more polished as a young kid and you've seen the energies and you know he's infused into the offense and and, boy, doesn't it go hand-in-hand? Hand? Your quarterback doesn't play well and your team doesn't respond. The coach gets blamed and we're ready to fire him. And the quarterback, we got to bench him. And then all of a sudden you make a switch at that position. We've seen it not only in college but in the NFL many times where you make a switch, you get momentum. And now all of a sudden the coach is a genius and the quarterback's for real. So a good quarterback can make a lot of coaches geniuses, and it's good for Clay that they're winning. Now they've, they've, they've still got some rivalry games that they should win and Washington ahead of them, but – it's a hell of a start, and with this Cal game, who could throw the football, they know what's ahead of him. But Sam Donald's obviously proven that he's better for this football team. He's become one of the bright young players in the Pac-12. We'll get to the uh, the Washington and Cal stuff in just a moment, but on the, the Sam Donald thing, and to your point of how it has lit up the team, I mean, I feel as a USC fan that this almost, at times, it's, it's looking like the Carroll era, that excitement, the, the way the defense is playing, the way that we're creating plays and the excitement on the field. And I mean, do you feel that, too, when you're watching these games? Uh, completely, completely. And, you know, when, when, in person, you feel it. But even on TV, it, it jumps out at you through the TV screen. And when I see that, I know a player can play. And you, you look around, I mean, just using, like, last year, Baker Mayfield at Oklahoma. 
you saw the energy that he played with, and it and, and look what it did to get Oklahoma where they went. Now they didn't win the whole thing, but look what it did for them energy wise, and it, and it does it for both sides of the ball and special teams. We see that happen. Look at the Dallas Cowboys. Look at the way Dak Prescott or Carson Wentz. The way the way they, they these young guys that's not supposed to happen when they're out there. Look what they've done. Their performance all of a sudden in a defense gets jacked up. Receivers that are average in Philadelphia start to play a little bit better. Right, the offensive line, boom, there's a little more energy. The guy like Des Bryant starts to say, "Woo, we got a good team chemistry." When he sometimes can get overexcited. I mean, you start to and it goes to cause. Look what Sam does, and he, you know, while he's energetic, but good play. And positive play and energy, it doesn't matter what level it's at. And it doesn't mean you always have to be a rah-rah guy. But it does mean you got to play with some energy and get after it and perform. It's amazing what a quarterback's performance will do to make everybody else on the football team feel, not, not only play better and be more energetic, like when Pete played, people were smiling, when coached, I mean, people were smiling. But not only play better, but also feel more confident that they can play better. And then you say, well, I got to keep up because I don't want my right guard to think I'm letting him down. And I got to keep up because I'm the safety and I don't want my corner to think I'm letting him down. And it's amazing how 18, 19, 20 year old kids now and the teenagers are still that they can bring that in. Performance matters and playing with energy matters and Sam's doing that. Uh, you know, Keyshawn Johnson has said that he thinks Sam could be the greatest USC quarterback in history. He's showing signs of it. We've, we've heard some people comparing him to Brett Favre. He's got that that sort of hunger. He could be the next Brett Favre in the NFL. There's no doubt, obviously, he can be an NFL quarterback, and he's probably going to be. But do you see shades of that as well? Yeah, I like a little bit of gunslinger mixed in with smart. I do. I'm big on show me a quarterback without balls, and I'll show you a guy who can't play. Now, you show me one who who thinks that, I mean, that he can make every play, and I'll show you one who ends up on the bench because he doesn't make judicious decisions. And Sam's got the best, he's right now, best of both. I mean, he's smart with the football. He's not giving it to the other team. But if there's one-on-one coverage or he's got a window, he's willing to take a shot. Ball comes out quick, and he's letting it rip. And I tell my quarterbacks that I train, I say, when in doubt, let it rip, man. He who hesitates does not play well and goes to the bench and doesn't perform. You must be then be willing to pull the trigger, and that was far. And if you throw a pick, that's okay. Next time the guy's open, I'm going to let it rip again. And that, those kind of guts you have to have. And then there's got to be the time when you're willing to check it down five times in a row because they're not allowing you to let it rip. So, yes, I think Sam's got special, special skill set and a special energy about him. Now, I'm not, and I love Key, but I'm not willing to say he's going to be the best in USC history yet. He's just a freshman. He's young. But he shows signs of USC football at that position, having a, a new lease on life again and having a guy who's not only a really good college quarterback but shows signs of being a guy who's an NFL Sunday guy. Now he's just got to keep it. And he, what he does, he's got white-collar talent, what I mean, the coat and tie and looking sharp. But then he's like my old man, you know, went to work and, you know, you go out there and you pound nails and you, you dig a ditch and you, you, you lay some roofing on a house and you, do, and you cut pipe. That's what he has. There's a blue-collar mentality about him with a skill set that says he's polished, and I like that. I like the, I like the best of both. You always got to weigh the pipe, right, brother? <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you don't love the pipe, then, you're not, then you, and I aren't, you and I aren't tight. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Cal and Oregon are up next before the Washington game, but no matter how that all goes, has Clay already done enough to solidify him coming back? I mean, this three-game winning streak, people are enthused again. Is it enough? Enthused, enthused yes, but it's now, you know, think about it. Uh, Chris, it's, it's, it's enough today, but it's not enough. Because think, of what, what if all of a sudden 
you're going to lose to UCLA and Notre Dame, two teams that are our rivals that aren't very good. And you know how it is at USC. You lose to your rivals. You win nine games, and the two losses are to your rivals. People are pissed. Yep. So while in UCLA, well, up, they'll, they'll play better, and Rosen still exists at UCLA. When they play in Notre Dame, while the Deshaun Kaiser's still on their team, I mean, they're not very good, but hell, we've seen teams. Yeah, yeah. There, there's some teams that aren't supposed to be very good, like Penn State. Ask Ohio State how that one felt. So, uh, what was safe for the day? Yeah, we're not we're not hearing all the fire him tomorrow, fire him during season. And I like that Clay has just kind of stayed the course. I do, but there's still a lot of football to play. Cal can throw it. Washington on the road. That's a that's it used to be a big rival for us when I played when Don James was a coach. You still got Notre Dame and UCLA, uh, UCLA. And, and so there's still plenty of football to play. And you know this: a loss to UCLA and or Notre Dame. What's everybody gonna say? We were good, but. So and Clay knows this. That's why you and I hate the cliche of one at a time. But they got to deal with Cal, then they got to deal with it because if you lose to your rivals or lose games you're supposed to win or get dominated by a Washington team, there's going to be a whole lot of unhappy characters. So is it safe? No. Is it uh, is it safe during the season? Yes. There's in no danger of him being fired during the season. But there's still a lot of football left for Lynn Swan to look at and for SC the big shots to look at and say, did we get better? Did we continue to stay better and, and, and be consistent with it and sustain it for the season? And did we beat the teams that everybody who's ever been a USC Trojan fan, alumni, or player realizes we must beat for them to be happy? It feels like the only a lot of us USC fans, especially as a Trojan sports here, we're so hyped up and we're so excited that we feel Cal, Oregon, UCLA, Notre Dame, we can win those games. So we're looking at that Washington yes. game on November 12th. Currently, Chris Peterson is Huskies number four in the country. Do you think that, I mean, you watch a lot more football, and you know, obviously, a lot more football than I do. Is there a chance we can take the Huskies? Sure, because you got the quarterback, and you got a team that's got some, when you when you got some of the athletes they have, you damn right they can take them. That's a, you, I could say, I tell people on, on the show all the time, listen, when I talk to them, they say, where's the toughest place you played, college or pro? And I could tell you, I won't, I won't get to number three, maybe not number two. When we go to Seattle, in like October, November, and it was cold and chilly and rainy. The crowd's on top of you. You come down that tunnel, and the same tunnel they come out, and the dog, the, the, the players are barking behind you, barking the, the Huskies. You come out there, and it's, it could be raining sideways. It could be cold. It could be sunny. And I'm telling you, they are rocking. They start singing that song, you know, and it's a brutal play, and they're physical again. So, yes, they can win. They're not going to be favored. Doesn't matter what they do between now and then. But I said during the preseason, and I said it on my show, and I said, and I kind of got with me and Granado on ESPN, and he said, what are you talking about? I said, the sneakiest, best team in America is Washington. There's a chance they'll be in the Final Four, and when all said and done, Jake Browning will be in New York at the Heisman Trophy Banquet. And they looked at me like, what? And now they're looking at me, and not, not a pat on the back, but I watched what Chris Peterson did. They built it defensively, and they've got a great quarterback, and they run the football. And when you do that and don't beat yourself, you're in every game. It will be the toughest test of the year not named Alabama, and I'm telling you right now, Washington could play Alabama at a neutral site, and Alabama will have their hands full. So that will be tough. But one thing I guard against, Chris, and we saw it, is when we started looking, ooh, Washington's looming, that Deshaun Kaiser can throw for 400 each. If we sit there and, and, and mess around on a short week this week, you know, on a Thursday night, I know that USC had plenty of time to get ready, but on a Thursday night, atmosphere's a little different. We see a lot of upsets. You sure as hell don't want to let Davis Webb walk in there. What have they got to lose but another game? That's when you look at UCLA and Oregon, Notre Dame, and, and Cal. Is it beating USC is the, is the biggest gig on their schedule. 
so this is huge in, in, in beating them. So, but just the second you start to look ahead and say, "Oh, I can get Washington's coming up," your cow throws for four hundred and fifty on you and beats you in an overtime throw. So, I'm, I'm I just caution people: we should be better than UCLA, uh, UCLA, Oregon, and Cal. Absolutely, we are better. Should beat them. But when that big game looms. When you get beat is just when you start to think about going to Seattle and having to deal with that physicality and that team. That's when one of these other teams like Oregon, which has nothing to lose, beats you, whether you play them before or after or the Notre Dame or UCLA or Rosen has the game of his career and beats you because he's an NFL guy. you got to guard against those games and you got to play them all. And that's what makes Nick Saban so great or Bill Belichick. They game plan each week and they stay the course and they work the process, which USC looks like they're starting to do. Thursday night under the lights at the Coliseum. Talk about getting hyped up, especially off the break. Yeah, I, I'm not going to ask you for a score prediction, but we should be able to take care of this, right? Yes. Now, I, and here, Denny Green taught us a valuable lesson when I played in Minnesota. And I tell everybody, you know, people are worried about, oh, they threw for 500. Well, you know what? Texas Tech threw for 734 yards last week and got beat. Okay. Denny Green used to always tell, I don't care how many yards they throw for. Don't care between the 20s. I don't, I don't care if they throw for 800 yards and run for 200. Now, ego-wise, you don't want it to happen because defensive players don't like it. But he always said, let's score some defensive touchdowns and keep them out of the end zone. You can, do all, you can have all the fun you want, throw for all the yards you want, look pretty, look great in a pair of shorts when you write about the stats, look good for your highest control, all that stuff. But when we kick your ass 37 to, to 3 and you played between the 20s and threw for all those yards but didn't score, then have at it. You don't want to lose that game where they throw for 220 and score four times and you turn it over twice and they beat you 31-28 because they played good football, but not statistic football. So they can play all the Xbox stuff they want. Just keep them out of the end zone and SC will be fine. There you go. The passion, the man, the myth, the legend. The one and only Sean Salisbury at Sean Unfiltered on Twitter. Thank you, my man, and we will catch up with you soon. Love you, brother. Enjoy the game. Thanks for having me on as always. Right, there he is, the one and only Sean Salisbury, joining us at Sean Unfiltered on Twitter. We hit back to the satellite phone, publisher of GoldenBearReport.com, Trace Travers. Now on the Trojan Sports Preview Podcast, getting ready for Cal Thursday night under the lights at the Coliseum. He is the publisher of Golden Bear Report, the Cal rival site. Trace Travers joins us. Trace, how are you? Pretty good. How are you all doing? I'm doing beautiful. We're ready for Cal to come in. We've, we're coming off a bye, but you guys, the Cal Bears, you guys are coming off last Friday night, a big win, a double overtime, I believe, 52-49 over Oregon. Yeah, it was a four-hour game. It was not <laughs> pleasant by any stretch of the imagination. What did your Bears, or the Cal Bears, show you in that game? Uh, just... One, the ability to make a defensive stop when it counts. And uh, secondly, that they can run the ball. That's something that you haven't seen out of the air raid offense that they've been running since Sonny Dykes has come here. But they've had back-to-back 300-yard rushing performances. I got to tell you, as a USC fan, and, and even though we've sort of turned the corner here, Clay Heldon and, and Sam Darnold, we've, we feel a little bit better about this game than if you talked to us, you know, about three weeks ago. But between Trey Watson and Davis Webb, the fact that you guys put up 52 points, especially on Oregon, it, it makes me a little nervous for the Thursday night game. Yeah, I think Webb, he had uh, hurt his thumb against Oregon State a few weeks ago. And I think now he's healed a bit more. And the running backs are hitting their stride. The offensive line is hitting their stride. It's all at the right time. They just need the defense to catch up a bit. 
Trace Travers with us, publisher, Golden Bear Report. Now, Trace, I was reading your closer look on USC in this game, and i got to be honest, I hope, uh, I hope the coaches aren't, aren't reading it because you have zoned in pretty good on the USC offense. What do you think is the biggest thing that your defense is going to have to step up with to, to, to stop USC? Uh, just about playing the run well. They've, strong, they've gone off and on. Like, you have good games against good running teams like Arizona State. They took it to Kalen Balaj and uh, DeMario Richard. They played very well against Utah, against their staple of backs that are now all injured, actually. And they did they held Royce Freeman to 10 yards on 15 carries, which is unheard of in recent memory. But then they allow a bunch of yards to Pumphrey at San Diego State, a bunch to Nall at Oregon State. All the state schools, really. So I'm worried about Justin Davis and Ronald Jones and Cedric Ware and those guys and uh, Darnold's scrambling ability, something you guys didn't have with Brown in there. That's true. That's definitely true. All right, Trace, like you mentioned, the San Diego State loss was a tough one, but big win, you guys, with Texas, obviously the Oregon game last Friday, the Utah game. There's no doubt that 4-3 uh, and three overall, Cal, 2-2 two two in conference play, but this win, if you guys put a stake in USC's three-game winning streak, that would be huge for the Cal Bears, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was, I was 11 years old the last time Cal beat USC, and... I mean, eight years old when they last beat USC at the Coliseum. So it's been a long time for a lot of people. <laughs> no, absolutely right. So so let's get a little prediction time from you, Trace. What do you think is going to go down Thursday night at the Coliseum? Uh, I never feel good about Cal playing at the Coliseum. It, I mean, I'm headed... The last time I went to a Cal-USC game at the Coliseum, it was 2004 when USC was the top team in the country. Cal was... I think ninth or something like that. Aaron Rodgers breaks the record for most completions in a row, but they still lose thanks to a number of specialty errors. And I don't know if the streak ends tomorrow or today, whenever this airs. Uh, yeah, it airs. Uh, it'll air tonight slash Thursday, but. I, I now I want to ask you actually about a different quarterback, your former Cal quarterback, Jared Goff, because you know a lot of our USC subs, a lot of our a lot of our readers and listeners also are big NFL fans. Obviously, if you're Jeff Fisher, why haven't you put in Jared Goff yet? I mean, that's been Fisher's mo for a number of years, right? He didn't yep. play Steve McNair right away when he was with Tennessee, and he doesn't want to throw Goff to the Wolves. Yeah, but, I mean, you traded up for the guy. He's the number one overall pick, and you saw him in action. He's that good, right? Yeah, I think so. You don't draft a guy number one without the intent to play him pretty immediately. I mean, they had a bit of a king's ransom up there for him. So, that's, I don't know. Maybe Jeff Fisher is not long for <laughs> Los Angeles. Well... I'll tell you, we thought the same of Clay Helton a few weeks ago, but he is stuck through thanks to Sam Darnold. We'll see what happens that goes down Thursday night. Your current quarterback, Davis Webb, if he gets hot, if Trey Watson gets hot, it could be tough for the uh, Trojans' defense to contain you. Like you mentioned, it hasn't always gone well at the Coliseum for the Cal Bears, but hopefully a good game. Enjoy the game. I know you're driving down right now for it. Enjoy it, and we'll catch up with you soon, my man. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Take care, bro. Boy, thank you, Trace, publisher of... Golden Bear Report at Cal Rivals on Twitter. We're getting ready for Cal tomorrow night, of course, at the Coliseum, 7.30 p.m. underneath the lights. We can't wait. Also a man who can't wait, the one and only publisher of Trojansports.com. Our friend, your friend, at Chris P. Swanson on Twitter. Chris Swanson is here.
and thanks to modern technology, as I like to say, is ready to give you his prediction and his skilo for the matchup. Well, thanks, Chris Morales. You know, I'm excited for a Thursday game. Uh, there's nothing more fun, I think, than a midweek contest, especially, uh, you know, a bit of a rivalry game between USC and Cal. I'm excited for this one. I think this is going to be a fun one. I think it's going to be a, a bit of a high-scoring affair. I don't think Cal's defense is going to be able to stop uh, USC's offense at all. I think USC is going to run up and down the field, even though they're going to be missing Justin Davis. I don't think any, they're going to miss a beat with the run game. I expect Sam Darnold to be on point against Cal's uh, defensive backs as well, and I expect the USC receivers to just you know kind of tear him up, really put up some points. I think this is going to be one of uh, USC's uh, uh, high-scoring affairs uh, out there. Uh, I expect Cal to score a bit as well. Uh, I think USC's defense is actually set up to handle uh, Cal's offense, Cal's spread-out passing attack offense, uh, a bit better than you know a straightforward physical run game. I think that, that Cal kind of plays into what USC's defense does well, uh, but I still think Cal will score. Uh, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game, but I think USC is going to get a big victory, a solid victory, um, you know, convincing victory that has fans again, uh, you know, talking up the Trojans and feeling good. Uh, you know, I think USC's building up a bit of a win streak here after this game. I, I think that uh, they're beating Cal uh, 52 to 38, 52 to 38. Um, high scoring game, uh, you know, that's it's a lot of plays. Uh, fans are going to be excited, but USC is just too much, too physical, too good on defense, which Cal isn't, um, to lose this game, especially at home. So USC 52, California 38. The Trojans get a big win over the Golden Bears and, and continue their ascension in the Pac-12 standings while uh, Cal falls back to 500. That's uh, that's my prediction for this Thursday. It should be an interesting one uh, because Cal can score with anybody and, and keep things close and interesting with anybody, and they pretty much have all season. And there you have it, publisher Chris P. Swanted. Thank you, Chris, for that. Always love your prediction in Skiba. All right, don't forget, Adam J. Maya's prediction is up in the Maya Tenfold, which is available, of course, to premium subscribers. Although sometimes Adam will give you a little free nugget on Twitter. You never know. Uh, just go to Trojansports.com. And if you're not subscribing, what are you doing, homeboy? A subscription to Trojan Sports is cheaper than two cups of Starbucks coffee. I got one here. Oh, that's good. Two of those is the same price, depending on what you get, of course. Unless you're going, like, four ad shots and this and that. But... For the most part, the way this bit goes, cheaper than two cups of Starbucks coffee. Your prediction, or excuse me, your subscription to Trojansports.com. Get it today. Your access to the premium message boards where you can talk to the David Walls, the Marty SC Sykes, the at Trojan Fan 68. So much, so many of the guys in there. You want to be able to, to duke it out with them. You want to be able to read all the premium content that Adam and Chris put up. And you want to be able to comment on this show within the board and comment within our Sunday night show, which will return our recap show because we'll be recapping Cal USC this week. Bye, everybody. Enjoy the game, and we will talk to you very soon right here at Trojansports.com. Too much television watching got me chasing dreams. I'm an educated fool with money on my mind. Got my tin in my hand and a gleam in my eye. I'm a low out gangster set tripping banker.
And my homies is down, so don't arouse my anger. For